Hi guys and welcome to the second episode of the gamer's point of view. Uh, already thanks for watch, uh, watching or actually listening to the podcast last week. We had over a hundred listeners, so that's amazing. Uh, last time we talked about New Worlds, the game that Nico played for like over a thousand hours. This week we are talking about Sea of Thieves, uh, the game I played like almost 2k hours, so... I played it way too much, and I think with all the new changes, it will be an interesting podcast and a lot of interesting things um, to discuss. But I couldn't do it without uh, the one and only Nico Nintendo. Hello, hello. Good day, guys. Welcome, welcome to our podcast. So for this podcast, um, Nico is more going to ask the questions. Uh, last time it was me because Nico was more experienced in answering them and giving an opinion. Uh, this time it will be a little bit the way around. Uh, we structured, uh, we listened to the feedback, we have a little bit more structure in this episode. Uh, and we're trying to get rid of the interview kind of style that we had in the beginning of last podcast. So it should be better, audio sound would be better as well. So just let's get straight to it. Um, I just want to say, because I think last time we didn't do it with New Worlds, but... To start off, before we get to the bashing point of the game, maybe <laughs> Sea of Thieves is is an amazing game. Um, for the um, immersing of the game, like feeling as a pirate, like the water in this game is beyond anything. Uh, I haven't seen it anywhere in any game uh, how good it is, and I think just the game itself is an amazing game. Uh, before we go to nitpick on the little details uh, they're going to change or didn't change already uh, so i just wanted to say that um because i feel that's important to say up front as well absolutely i would also like just come in here and uh tell you guys i have on my side like probably 200 hours in sea of thieves so i also played a bit uh i probably didn't, don't understand the game so well as michael as uh, as he did but um, I really have to say, uh, overall, when I play Sea of Thieves, I always get those goosebump feeling, and the, I'm really getting immersed as a as a pirate. And uh, I really have to say that part about the game, they they did that really well. So yeah, it's a really really yeah, good true. game at that part. So yeah, uh, Michael, since when do you play like Sea of Thieves now? Like, how long is it? Did, did you start at the beta or? No, I actually that? missed out on the beta. Um, okay. I had no experience in the early stages of the game, so all that I know from the early stages is everything that I saw on YouTube afterwards. Uh, I think I started like a year and a half ago with some friends, and the thing about it is like I really hated the game the first two weeks that I played it. Like my friends, they were playing the game while they smoked something, um, and they found it the most amazing game in the world. And for me, there was just nothing to do in the game. Like, I we didn't understand. Like, the first two weeks, we didn't even raise an emissary flag. We didn't know what it was, what it, what, what it was doing. So we're just doing, in a three-hour session, like, one mission of gold horror. Not even getting a lot of gold. And for me, it was like, nah, this game is terrible. I'm never going to play it again. Um... <laughs> And just nice first experience. <laughs> yeah, that was my first experience. That was my first one to two weeks, and then I played with. Uh, and then I looked a little bit into it because they kept ask, 
asking for to play with me and I say yeah but let's see uh, what we can do and I learn a little bit about MSRE flags and all that and then I started to enjoy the game and after that I played for like 14 hours a day even without my friends playing with people in discord um, I even had a period that I had streams with like over 40 people in it because I was building a, a big community around the game that was very nice that period actually mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw that on your site that um, it worked actually pretty well. And also, I was also in your stream sitting and watching all those Sea of Thieves streams. It was pretty enjoyable, uh, especially when you guys had a lot of like PvP fights. I always thought like, oh, you also have to do this. And because my experience of Sea of Thieves was usually like just PvE. So I also did like probably two quests in like <laughs> two hours or something. So I really also had the same feeling as you had. But um, I kind of get really like immersed about the whole game. So yeah, it was not like something really important that I did not do the quests on my side. But um, yeah, really nice to hear on your side. That, yeah, it's uh, just like still turned around and yeah. What's nice I'm about the game is you can play it the way you want. If you just want to do mm -hmm. quests and be a PVEer, you can do it. You want to be PVP, you go and look for ships. You can server hop. Um, I have just a feeling that you can play it the way you want. Okay, if someone sings you and you lose all your loot, it's a bit sad. But it just has, you have so many options. And that's one of the one things I really love about the game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, fully decide, like decisive is, it, it is not like that you go only for PvE because you can still be on like on the sea and another ship comes to you and mm -hmm. starts like attacking you so fully pve i think that doesn't work in sea of thieves but you can probably still like talk with the people like most yeah. of the time but in that instance i i really hate it but like alliance servers are a point mm -hmm. as well so that's just a server that's fully alliance and no one is pvping and you mm -hmm. can just do pve and you get rewards for everything that the other ones are turning in it's a bit cheating the system, but it exists. Uh, Rare is not really doing anything about it, so it's all um, all allowed. And I, I don't do it personally, and I get why people would do it, because if you're not a good PvPer, and every time you have a little bit of loot, someone sinks you, it mm. gets frustrating. It gets it, um, yeah, 100%. Like, for me at the moment, I'm almost maxed at every faction except for the sea dog and Athena I think I need a few more levels on Athena because I don't really like to do the missions all my levels are from like stolen Athenas um, okay. so I don't care about gold or any experience uh, like uh, trader reputation because I'm maxed the most of them so if I sink with like 500k loot on my ship I really don't care but I get mm -hmm. when you're starting 50k is a lot um and yes, that can be yes. demotivating in kind of a way yeah it's probably also a part like a point where a lot of people like also stop playing the game because a lot of people like try to be like pve and you have still like people that come and yeah uh, like sink your ship and uh, you lose everything but as you say there's like an alliance like server and stuff like that I actually didn't know that so that means you literally have like PvE servers also in the game yeah Rare is not really promoting the alliance server but some people just try to get on the same server and make it an alliance server 
uh, in yeah. a kind of a way. So it's a bit cheating the system. Um, but I get where it comes from, like from all the adventures I already had. Like sometimes I got to meet, one time I got to meet a dad and a son, and the son was like nine year old, and they were like just chilling and playing together. And then I get that it's sad that like four uh, 20-year-olds or 25-year-olds that are very good in the game come and sink you and take the loot that you've acquired together in like the last hour. Yeah, It's, it's just sad for happens. like them because they're never going to win that fight. Mm, yeah. But for them, the experience of just play together and turn in the loot is way more worth than the 10k gold we got from it for stealing it. Yeah. That's true, that's true. And we have now in Sea of Thieves uh, four seasons. Yeah. And we're going to get now the fifth season that is incoming, yeah? Yeah. So about all those seasons that already happened in Sea of Thieves, which one was actually the one that you liked the most? Um, the one that I liked the most is maybe, like everyone is going to say, um, the Captain, uh, the Jack Sparrow one. Yeah, the Pirates of the Caribbean story that they yep. put in. Yeah, I we just tested that last um, uh, this week actually. Uh, you showed me the first mission of the Pirates of the Caribbean, and uh, yeah, I felt really immersed uh, when I also played it, and really excited because I actually felt like I'm in the movie, and I I play now with Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow is my friend, and we have to go through all those adventures. So yeah, I can totally understand that this season is probably one of the most liked seasons. Yeah, it's it's just something that no one really expected. Um, and I also think we just made a mistake. Like, we're now in season 5 and season 6 is launching in March. We, yes. We're just, like, halfway uh, 5. Um, just, but I think Captain yeah, Jack Sparrow was amazing just because of the tall tales and just no one ever expected to be having Disney working together with Rare on Sea of Thieves. Mm. Um, I think everyone had a dream about it at one point because Absolutely. everyone saw the fit between both of both games. I think perfect. it's perfect. And if you see the first mission and you see Jack Sparrow, it just fits the world and the story that they're telling. Now it's mm -hmm. just making sure that the story is continued in the later parts of the story. Um, that's a bit where they talked about in the preview event um, but yeah I think it's just important to keep that one that spirit a bit alive as well because they really milked all the cosmetics already <laughs> like yeah. you had all the ship cosmetics the player cosmetics uh, the Barbosa cosmetic uh, Jack Sparrow so they already milked the cosmetic part out of um, the Pirates of the Caribbean so I just hope that in a way they can do something with the lore that they created with that story, that they can get that one working in CFT's lore as well, eventually. Okay. And do you see also that they could like make an adventure that goes close to Pirates of the Caribbean or maybe they could continue with Pirates of the Caribbean also into the like storyline something? What do you think about that? think that would be possible um, but it just depends on how I think Disney thinks uh, that it that it went mm -hmm. because Disney they did a lot of advertising for the, for the game like even in the 
big uh, amusement parks. They had signs of play with Captain Jack Sparrow on Sea of Thieves. So yeah. they went all out. So it just depends on if they see it was successful or not and if they can create some more stories or keep Jack Sparrow in the Sea of Thieves as a side character or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it will not be like for the next couple of months. That would be more something for next year because I I would assume that takes a long time because they have to come with IDs, Disney has to approve, then they still have to work on it. So I think if they would ever do it, it will be in a year, maybe. Okay. And what do you have for for our listeners also like an explanation uh, about the Plunder Pass so the the people understand what is this actually? Uh, the Plunder Pass is just the expansion how where um, d- does a battle pass like every other game. Mm-hmm. Um, so we cre- they created actually the seasons and I think that's something amazing because before that we didn't really had like the we didn't know when the big updates will drop. Now the seasons, you know, oh the season is this amount of time and after that we get a big update. In between mm-hmm. we get some updates of cosmetics and the pirate emporium um and the battle pass is is a nice of oh, yeah, actually the plunder pass is the correct word is a very good way of earning some cosmetics um and also some cosmetics um that are not yet in the game but will be later on um okay. so that's very nice but in my opinion the plunder pass is like way too easy because rail really likes people that don't have a lot of time and I get it like I have friends that can only play like two three hours a week maybe five and they mm-hmm. still want to get level 100 as well and rare is just trying to get them to level 100 but if you try uh, if you play it hardcore like I sometimes did like 14 15 hours a day you're like level 100 in two three days mm-hmm. um, and a season is <laughs> a lot of weeks so you're just out of something to grind for in in a few days if you really play the game. Okay, so Plunder Pass is literally like a battle pass that we know from different games. And as you say, for like a hardcore player, you can literally be done already in two or three days. That's probably a bit the negative part about it. Yeah, I think but, um, when the Plunder Pass launched, the fastest that someone completed it was like after 20 hours, I already saw on Twitter someone with level 100. Wow. Okay. So maybe That's there cool. were people even faster. No, they made it a little bit harder, but mm-hmm. in less than a week you can be level 100. Easy. Okay. It's just okay. you get XP or like um, renowned for like everything you do. If you sail a mile, you get points. If you kill 10 skeletons, you get points. And it's for so many things that you get stuff that it goes that easy. Um, yeah. Okay, so you have told me now about the Plunder Pass to understand that a bit more. And if you tell me that takes like not that much time if you're a hardcore player, what is it about the end game actually? Because uh, if you are already pretty fast with like Plunder Pass and all those things, and probably more for the casual players to have that also faster done, how is it with the end game? Because that means also for me that there is maybe something we can play in the end and have so many things to do. Well, how does that look actually? 
in my opinion, it feels like we don't have an end game. Like CFTs is just like always always focused on every time you sail, it's different because you don't know what chips you will run into. You don't know what world event will be up. So every time you sail, it's different. But mm -hmm. in how I feel about the end game is I miss really some things to grind for. Like in New World, you have to grind for your gear score and do the stupid runs over and over and over again to get it. Um, in Sea of Thieves, you don't really have that. You have the commendations that you can go for. And yes, some of them are hard. But I miss like do flame heart a hundred times and get a nice skin. And if you do flame heart 200 times, that skin will be upgraded with something else. So you can see on someone, oh, he did flame heart 700 times or something like that. We had okay. the thing with the tankyard for Grog Manet when it was New Year. So if you did the event last year, you had a tankyard with like one star on it. If you did it this year and last year, you get a tankyard with two stars on it. Next okay. year, if you do the event, you get one with three stars. Um, and if you start next year, you just start with one star. And just on the tanker, you can see, oh, that player did the event already two times in the past. Um, and I would love to see that kind of um, system more shifted into endgame. Because for me, I'm maxed on a lot. For me, Flameheart is like, uh, it's the same thing for the 700th time. And when they drop new content, it's nice for like the first week. But then it gets boring as well. And if you win most of your PvP fights, it's also... After a time, everyone stops playing. Like, I think most of my friends that really were into the game stopped after like 100, 200 hours because then it gets the same over and over and over again. And they just miss that end game that hopefully the preview event that uh, that we watched yesterday could be changing. Um, they were a little bit vague about some points. We'll definitely talk about them later. But I think maybe that could shift into some end game or like the hardcore players um, eventually as well. Absolutely. Yeah, um, uh, what I hear out here is literally... Um we, I mean, getting a balance into an end game is always uh, pretty hard for every developer. Uh, we also saw it in New World, what we talked last mm. time. And uh, yeah, gear score grind is a way of like letting the player play, play and play, never stop because you have to kind of, but it's maybe also a bit too much of it, you know? So I hope CFTs can also find the ways for the players that they have also some more end game content mm. there. But I, uh, as we as we said before, we watched the preview event and uh, we had some kind of things that they talked about, and we will come with that a bit later. Um, we have on Sunday, as you say, the community day incoming from the Sea of Thieves, uh, mm. like from the developers. Um, I would love also to know what that means actually, because um, a community day could mean we have events, live events happening on the world or whatever it could be. So please tell us. This Sunday would be actually really good if everybody could play Sea of Thieves if you play that. Yeah, it's a perfect time to get or back into Sea of Thieves or just play uh, a long session. Um, last couple of weeks there were like a lot of server problems. Um, they even 
limited uh, the amount of ships again. It was it okay. it was six ships and a maximum of twenty players. Now it's five ships with a maximum of sixteen. Um, that's a bit stupid because now you can have like four galleons on the server anymore. It will be three galleons and a sloop or um, so they have a lot of server issues in the last couple of weeks so I think the community day is like um, it's kind of a gift for the community but also I think it's also a gift for themselves but for to explain what the community day is it's a community day that CFT is organized and they will give out some nice rewards for the amount of tweets that people will put out so we have to tweet with the hashtag Sea of Thieves uh, Community Day. And the amount of uh, tweets will decide how big the rewards will be. So they didn't say any numbers yet. But for example, if we have like a thousand tweets like this, we get a 10% bonus on gold and glory. Um, maybe if we have 10,000, we will have 12%. And it will go up, up and up. Uh, for the amount of tweets you will get. We will also get 30% off the whole day on every item in the shop. So the merch shop from CFTs will be 30% off. That's a perfect time if you now want to order your t-shirts and stuff on. I already have like six things in my uh, basket <laughs> <laughs> waiting for it. Um, the same thing is uh, there will be a t-shirt only available that day. So on Sunday, it will be only available to buy that day. And I hope they do pre-orders for that and not limited edition. Because if you're in the wrong time zone and you wake up and they're already sold out, it's uh, it's not that fun. So I really hope it's just pre-order and then they see how many they have to make and then ship them out. Mm. Um, so I hope really, really that, that it will be like that. And then maybe they will throw in some other stuff uh, there's even twitch drop twitch, uh, twitch drops that day um okay. they give you a flag for just logging in they also give you um an emote that you can um use so it's really a lot of nice things for us but i also feel we have to tweet so many tweets that they will definitely have a big benefit from it like it's free it's a free ad, actually. Yeah, it's a win-win situation, like a yep. Anna Gorilla style, how you do it. And I think that's that's pretty good if they do it that way because it can also get more players into it, you know. Um, that's also the point what we spoke last time about New World. Like, uh, mm -hmm. any game has always to search for new players. And it's really important that you not, like, that the game is not decreasing on players, that it's always increasing or it stays a bit stable in that sense. So I think stuff like this can literally help the game even more. Sea of Thieves so think, is on, uh, on player base the biggest it's ever been. Like the Steam yeah. sales, they're amazing. The amount of people that are playing is is high. The last time I heard numbers, they had over 25 million players. Okay, some people have multiple accounts, but 25 million is is amazing. They were like good number. I I heard they had like over seven million sales on Steam. Um, they they also sell on Microsoft Store and on Xbox, mm. so that's <laughs> amazing. I don't know many games that have numbers like that. Um, that's actually I'm amazed about that. I didn't know that the number is so big. 
but um, it literally shows us that they are doing a good job with that part. Yeah, that, that's all you have to say. And I think the, um, Jack, the Jack Sparrow helped the advertising yeah. for that. It's I just it wanted amazing. to say, yeah, I just wanted to say the Pirates of the Caribbean with Jack Sparrow in it. I think that helped a lot, and that's why I also I would like to see if they continue stuff like that. And with this uh, point, we already come actually to we saw yesterday about the new season and uh, what we heard with the name, it will be the Shrouded Islands, as they say it. So uh, they gave us a date yesterday they gave. It's the 17th of February until the 3rd of March, yep. where they have a new adventure upcoming for us with, an, uh, with the new season, new Plunder Bus and all the things that are upcoming again. Um, as I saw yesterday in the video, I was actually a bit... Um, how do I say? A bit confused because I probably also didn't know those names that uh, that will be integrated into the main storyline. So also there, I would love to know if you know those people that will be integrated into the main story, and if this is like something that you're really looking forward, or is this something really new? Like what is, what is this about? So the new event that they're like teasing is way more based about the lore of Sea of Thieves. Uh, sea of Thieves is already like working the last couple of years on lore they have like uh, co uh, comic books uh, i have some of them um they have like a, a book out um they have some little videos um on youtube and that's all contributing to the lore um you have the tall tales um you have just a storyline in sea of thieves that is constantly evolving but for some people it's not evolving quick enough because I think a character disappeared one one year ago and we still haven't hear anything about it because they did so many other updates <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so I think this one this will definitely help to get the story going like we saw in the preview event that Golden Sands will be destroyed and the, yes. the outpost that everyone loves and I think Golden Sands. it's yep. the best outpost <laughs> it's easy to sell your your stuff as well yes. uh, for sure so it's a bold move that they will change it but it's history like when you play it you can say oh I played the game when Golden Sands was still this or yes. in the future if other things will change you can say oh I remember how this is and that's what they mean with they're adding history to the game mm -hmm. and now the history is oh I played in the beta and the game had nothing to do know they're having a world and a lore about how everything is working and how everything came to exist and how people got in the Sea of Thieves and they're just expanding on that one and yes. the one character they're teasing with um, the pirate legend guy that's a character that was already designed in I think the alpha or the beta and teased but was never put into the game as I, mm -hmm. I understand. I'm not the biggest lore guy myself. I listen a lot to the Keelhole podcast. I think it's an amazing CFTs podcast. And they sometimes talk about the lore and characters and I try to follow up. And I sometimes read the Cosme uh, comics. I always struggle with that word. Um, <laughs> but it's very interesting. If you play all the tall tales and stuff like that, you will get to know all the characters. Um, mm -hmm. But they didn't do too much with it. You have the tall tales, but it's been 
<laughs> a long time since the last CFTs Telltale. That's not Jack Sparrow team eh, Telltale. Um, mm-hmm. So some of the lore things are staying a bit behind, um, or maybe we just don't notice them because it's such a small update, and the real lore guys will pick it up, but the main players will maybe miss it. Yes. Um, and I think it's amazing that we have the the new adventures uh, adventures because it will change the world. It will get more people interesting interested to that part of the game as well it's not only the world events anymore exactly like what we what we saw uh, they also gave like uh, us like a screenshot where you see like all the seasons with the dates and what we see like right away on the list is literally it says three new adventures and Mm. a mystery begins so what they said also in the video um in the preview video um, that we're going to have like life adventures and we're also going to have like special mysteries that will shape the world by the player's opinions. So yeah, I think that sounds pretty pretty cool and it sounds also like something that they, like we as the players will shape the world. It's mm. kind of amazing. I think it's it's great. The only thing you got with it's like the... Um, the most amount of people will decide uh, if you're just the my own minority it's it's sad for you <laughs> because <laughs> you wanted to see the story develop another way but mm-hmm. I think it's nice that we can have an impact on how the world is going to to look like can we save golden sands and restore it restores its glory or can we destroy half the map and uh, let evil rain on sea of thieves um, I really think that's nice and I think the roadmap is a good step from Sea of Thieves to show us what's what are they going to do now no you can be part of Insiders and you may never talk about what's happening in Insiders um, but you have you had no way to know what's coming next season like for me I'm not Insiders but every season it was like oh surprise here's a video this is all going to change no, we know and there will be in season 7 new ways to play and progress so I assume that will be um, progress on everyone who is now maxed maybe they will increase from 75 till 100 levels or they maybe do. they change the whole system of uh, levels um, mm-hmm. that could be and that makes me exciting for that update. Uh, ex- on season eight, you have expanding roleplay and quest types, so it will be more quests or different quests. Um, yeah. No, it's if you do gold orders, most of the time you will do a gold fold because it's the best. And okay. I want to see more different kind of quests. Um, mm-hmm. I think Merchant got really good updates. Uh, recently so they're on a good level but i think some other ones are still a bit behind but we know in september they will there will be something that's going to change that yes and then we have season nine is the new social options for crews sounds Uh, also interesting like maybe not much like about the game more social like socially but what could that be actually you know like i was i I also read that i was like hmm Social options for crews. I would think you can change ships during a session. 
Okay. Like if we're like playing with four and someone needs to go, we can switch to Brigantine and go sail with three, yeah, or all the way around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, that would be strong. But because if you start off with a sloop, you're losing a fight and you will upgrade to a galleon. I don't think it will be that way. I would say you have to sell your loot first, get that another ship, and lose what's on that ship or something. In my opinion, yep, yep. Um, but then it's the same as server hopping. <laughs> um, but they need to find a golden way for it to make it easy to get someone in, but don't make it too overpowered that mid-fight a sloop becomes a galleon or something. Yes, yep. but that's still in a every bit season, guessing. and also in every season we have literally like again every time three new adventures in every season and we have the ongoing mysteries in all in every season so this is something they're gonna keep with the also with the plunder pass and the community days so that's something that we will have like over the whole year but it will have like upgrades to the game with like content and whatever that will there, i think the mystery is show us. perfect for like yes, they so said it will be repeatable to play and every time different so i'm curious how that's going to work because now I find a lot is able... Yeah, you can play everything like 20 times on Sea of Thieves, even more. And after that, it gets a bit the same. Will it be with mysteries the same that they say, oh, you can replay it. And then after 50 times, you think, ah, <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> or it's the same way of every time doing it. If you find the pattern that you mm -hmm. break it. Like a lot of people already know in Gold Folds, how to solve the gold fold with only like one medallion because mm -hmm. they can see oh if it's this on the first one and on the last one you can see only the first one once you know what it will be in between um so will it be something like that or not um it depends and but i think it's it will be an amazing thing that they're going to add and it's nice to see that they're focusing on nice big stuff for the future mm -hmm. and also the roadmap as we already said like mm -hmm. now you know what is going to happen so yep. as a player you feel more like secure i would say that's the that's the right word for that you just feel like you're a little bit more involved and yes. i think the community days are, are a good thing as well like just the community thing is it could be nice mm -hmm. yeah let's see um we spoke now a bit more like into the future i would come back now to season six again because we have now like new forts that will come onto the map with like different looks um i still I, I didn't understood like are those forts are just here or do we also gonna have loot there or what is the understanding of those forts actually yeah i i only heard the preview of end as well and mm -hmm. um, i think they will have loot in it it will be like normal forts maybe um, yeah, i also think so but i think it will be just different types of enemies um no a normal fort is always like skeletons and stuff like that but mm -hmm. we already got like a lot of new enemies in the game in the last seasons so i was amazed after not playing so long and then seeing like those crap monsters and uh, the, those ghosts, the spirits that can yep. also attack you. I was literally, like, I was really amazed that they have like added so many new um, different kind of mobs. Yeah. And that's nice to have like a little bit more of the immersiveness. And I mm -hmm. think they will 
introduce a lot of the spirit ones into the sea forts. Um, but I'm very curious how that will work. I think it will be a kind of the shrines, but then above water because mm -hmm. no one really likes the shrines because you're underwater and you can never see your ship. Mm -hmm. um, while in the fort, probably you can peek out of the window and see if a ship <laughs> is uh, not yet been sunk. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's interesting. But on the other hand, I have the feeling it will be another world event that's fun for like two or three weeks. And then you're like, oh yeah, I did that 50 times. and We know that already. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's definitely excited that it's be mm -hmm. there. And it... I saw the screenshots and I think it really, really looks amazing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Um, they also touched a bit the part about like hit registra uh, registration and spawn camping, but they, they told us they're going to make another video and on the 11th of February about that stuff. Um, what is your opinion about it? Because I, I heard it and I heard it also from other people, but I never had the experience of like, yeah, those bugs in the game. Like, how how is that part actually? Well, the bugs are already like going on for like as long as I know the game. Okay. <laughs> Hit re <laughs> registration is a meme. In the meantime, like okay. people meme about hit registration in in Sea of Thieves. Um, so that podcast is like everyone is dying to hear it. I think everyone mm -hmm. knows wants to know the opinions because they already always like every almost every update even the last update they said oh we improved hit registration on this part and on this part but you never notice anything about it improving and what i mean with like the hit registration is um sometimes if you shoot someone you get a marker that you hit him but actually the game didn't really re register that you hit him so he did he doesn't lose any hp so you think, oh, he's 1 HP, let's take another sword or, like, other gun and shoot him again and he will be dead. And you shoot him, you think, oh, he's dead and he doesn't drop dead. He still has, like, three <laughs> all of his health. Um, so it shows you that you hit something, but in the end you probably didn't even hit him. Yeah. Okay. And okay. that's, like, a frustrating part on, like, the big PvPers because this it's the same as in any other game you know oh, a sniper does 75% of your HP and a sword does 25. So if I hit him with a sniper and then sword him once, he's dead. So mm -hmm. if you think, mm -hmm. oh, I hit the snipes and I didn't see him eat, okay, let's sword him, he will be dead. But mm -hmm. then you didn't hit him, he's still 100 HP and you start to sword and you lose the fight because he was still 100 HP and you yeah, misjudged yeah. the fight because of the misinformation you got. Um, yeah, yeah. And PvP. As we said before, PvP is still like a pretty big aspect about the game. So, mm. yeah, I'm curious about what they are going to tell us about uh, in the video in the on the 11th of February. Um, yeah, they once okay, so talked say, about it earlier, like once? very okay. briefly, okay. and they okay. said it's due to it's so the ship is always moving on the waves, so everything in the ship that's being registered like even the players is constantly moving in mm -hmm. in ways that the waves are moving as well or a collision with another ship so all the variables are constantly moving and 
that's what it makes it so difficult to get that hit registration perfect because it's not a flat surface and a player is moving left or right this player mm-hmm. is going up down left right uh <laughs> every direction that you can imagine the ship is still moving your player that's shooting is moving probably you're jumping as well um so that's what they said about it earlier and then they said yeah we will do a podcast about it but Mm -hmm. they started their own podcast a few months ago and they said we will do it regularly and six months later they did like three (laughs) um so it's something they could improve as well to do like more of the podcasts. Um, mm-hmm. As I earlier said, Keelhold Podcast is a podcast that's every week, and he does actually what CFTs needs to do, uh, yeah, just talking yeah, yeah. about updates, things that are happening, um, all of that. Yeah. I mean, also understandable why it's probably hard to program something like that. It's not like uh, Escape from Tarkov, and I mean, also that game has hit registration, mm. like mistakes and whatever that like. Many, many games have that. So, but if you like explain the situation of the waves and the ship, like it makes pretty, like in my brain, it makes pretty sense because it, yeah, it's kind of hard to program something like that. And I hope they can improve. And yeah, let's see what they're going to tell us at the 11th of February. Um, they have to improve also with that part because I think speaking about bugs and all the things that they will change to improve the game. I think what they do already with roadmap that could also be something for the community to even have more security in it. Yeah, true. Yeah. So PvP aspect. I think one of the biggest parts that I was like kinda sad when I heard it and also kinda a bit confused because I really enjoyed when they opened up the arenas in Sea of Thieves. And I, I literally had like the 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 feeling of wow, now we have like a pirate battle royale where we can go in and literally just shoot with the ships and try to survive to be the last on the map so it was kind of interesting to hear to, to, to also hear from them that they say there is only two percent spending the time in arena all other players are doing adventures right right now at this time so mm-hmm. what is your like opinion about it that they're gonna close the arenas and that the arenas will not be here anymore yeah i don't really play too much arenas because yeah a lot of my friends stopped and I think you need a very good crew to play arena because it's a very competitive mode uh, everyone in there is like amazing with cannons or with uh, their shots but I think it's it's an amazing mode to just play for like 15 minutes or even less um, there are some nice rewards that's that's very arena is very grindy because you need 250 wins to get cosmetic you need Uh, a few hundred kills with your sword Um, that's a special sword because you need the skin equipped and then only the kills will count you need an amount of kills or wins when you have the whole set equipped and you need to earn the whole set Um, so it's a very very long grind and not not many people have it Um, Mm. so that's in my opinion, I respect everyone who went through the grind and <laughs> was able to complete it. But that's where I think the only 2% spending time in the arena, the 2% of them are the players that spend like 30% of the total time played in Sea of Thieves. Probably, yeah. I mean, they play a lot in like what I see and what they say. I think that's... You have yeah. whole competitions going on yeah. in yeah. arenas. Uh, you have um, NAL and stuff like that. So 
dead practicing and stuff in arenas so probably the two percent is okay 30 percent is a bit over but like they're responsible for like 10 15 percent of the time cfts is played and in that game mode you find your hardcore players that don't find the end game content in adventure anymore and they go just pvp all in brawl on arenas mm-hmm. and you're just going to they already stopped developing arenas like a year ago. They said, okay, we're not going to uh, make arenas, uh, arena better or like change anything. The only thing is we're going to update it with features that are happening in adventures. That's what they said in the preview event as well. Like they don't want to get people working on arenas because in adventures they designed, oh, we can bury chests. Okay, now it has to work in arena as well that we can bury chests. Um, so they want those people to f- to work on other parts, but I still think just arena is not in the best state. It's it will be because that game mode could be could be improved in a lot of different ways. But I just think it was okay as it is. You don't need mm-hmm. to do a lot on it. Just keep mm-hmm. it in the game. But you already noticed like they stopped developing it, and now it's in the menu. No, it's just not on the main screen. You need to click on another menu part to get to where you can play arena. You know, oh, wow. no, you see adventure, <laughs> you see checks. I think it's on top. Or the can, hidden. Yeah, you can choose adventure. You can choose um, play Tall Tales of Jack, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. And mm-hmm. next to it, it's Pirate Emporium. And then there's somewhere else a button to go to... <laughs> to the the window of where arena is hidden um so it's a bit sad that they're pushing arena out and now it, yeah no they're closing it so um, yeah. Yeah. i also see the part as a bit sad because why do you not keep like something in it that is like okay how it is and you know already that uh you probably don't play it anymore like you don't invest time anymore with your developers to make it even better or whatever so yeah, I think it's a harsh decision, but maybe in the end it may, makes them more comfortable also to do it all like to do better in the adventures or whatever, you know. But as you say, they already stopped one year ago, so they didn't spend any time there. <laughs> but it is just and like interesting. They focusing on the casual players. CFTs is a game yeah. Yeah. focused, and it's it's perfectly fine for them to to be like that because it's an amazing game. It's it's having a lot of enjoyment like every hour that I pl- almost every hour that I played in the game I I was immersed I had the most amazing adventures like I have some amazing clips on my Twitch that that were like some things you never think that would happen but it happened um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I let even my s- ships sink one time because I was uh, drunk because my chat made me uh, drink uh, beers in the game um, all those things are so funny and I had such a good time um, but I lost the whole point of where I was going. Um, <laughs> but it's just, yeah, it's just for the casual. It's so casual, and it's it's made for the people that just want to play on their free Sunday five, six hours, yeah. or play in the evening two, three hours. And it's perfectly fine, because those people are the ones that are going to spend their well-earned money on looking like Jack Sparrow in the game and have that ship set 
uh, if you can have more players to play like if you can have 5 million players and there are 4 million casual ones and only a million diehard ones you're going to earn way more on the 4 million players than on the the 1 million diehards because I have my ship set of like a few million <laughs> I, I, buy, I bought the Dark Adventure set I'm never going to put anything else on it I paid fucking a lot of money on <laughs> that chipset and it has some advantages as well but I'm never going to change it uh, or or I just bought something new and I changed it for like a few times but after a few sales I changed it back to the 8 million sales um, but the casual player they think oh that looks nice uh, and, and they will just buy it in the pirate emporium well, um, that's true and that's where the money is made Absolutely. Um, I, I can like after what we talked all together, I really feel and I hope also for the community itself that they probably also implement more like endgame or literally for the hardcore player or something in it, because I still think people can spend so much time in it. And it's just sad that you get the feeling of, oh, yeah, I'm going to do the same again. Um, yeah, let's see what they can improve there. But um, after watching the whole preview from yesterday, I really feel the game will have a lot to show us in 2022. So do you think the same about that? Yeah, I think it's, like they said, it's the biggest year ever for Sea of Thieves. But it's just a game that keeps on being developed in the right way, in my opinion. If you see where they came from five years ago, and where they are right now, they're making amazing good um, steps. Uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, I think even last season with um, all the changes on um, storage crates. Uh, mm -hmm. like It was just the quality of life update. We didn't get too much um, new content. But the quality of life update was for me like, oh nice, I know I want to play more. Because I really hate it to um, start a ship and then thinking, oh damn it, I need to buy a storage crate. It's it's nice that they made it that you can buy it because before you need to go and find someone some storage crate on an island and then <laughs> you have one. But now you can <laughs> buy it, so that's very nice. Um, and now you can just easily get everything in it. Before you just oh put it down, look in the barrel put it in your storage crate, I'll look again in the bell because there's one plank left <laughs> and stuff mm -hmm. like that and it took so much time if you want to loot the whole island. Now I just take the storage crate and like 2-3 minutes I went over the whole island and I'm ready to go. But before that it was like, ah oh, damn it, I want to play but 10 minutes, 12, uh, 15 minutes of, of looting or setting up my ship to get started, it's just not, yeah, not fun to get really quick into a game um, like if you play any other game like Tarkov you just go in a raid and you're having action um, yeah. Yeah. and CFTs you can do the same but if you don't have like 100 planks and you have a good fight you will sink yeah. um, but those quality of life updates are amazing I think the fireworks look amazing I showed them to you uh, this week Absolutely, it yeah. looks so good you don't, I'm a big you fan would, of fireworks so. <laughs> you would think why would you need them but it looks good and it's good for the uh, role play. It's good for immersiveness. Um, yes. Even I think the white flare, not a lot of people use it, but the white flare gives 
so much light that on Dark Island, it's easy to to find stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and before it was mm-hmm. so dark, you need to have your lantern up, but then you need to fight against three skeletons because they're shooting you in your back. Then the flare is nice to have some extra light to have that fight to find the items you need. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for that, that quality of life update was, in my opinion, very much needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's just... I felt like there was coming something big because a quality of life update with not too much real content should a season later f- resolve in oh now we're going to do something big because we did the quality of life update we prepared the service to get to the big update mm-hmm. yeah. yeah totally understandable because when they launched Pirates of the Caribbean they had so many issues with it because it was not really tested a lot because they didn't put it on insiders because they didn't want any leaks mm-hmm. um, but there were tall tales that people couldn't complete because it was bugged sometimes yeah. there were yeah. instances that something would bug and as much as you would try you wouldn't finish the level mm-hmm. um, and there were like that kind of issues at that point I think no with the quality of life update and stuff like that they're trying to pre- prepare a little bit and that's earlier said the, the reducement of ships and players mm-hmm. it's a step for that as well to just keep the server stability because they had so many server problems the last couple of weeks the amount of times that I read oh we lost uh, your data and stuff like that so you lost everything from like the last 16 hours we're sorry here is 10k gold and some doubloons <laughs> it's it's sad for the people that did the big loot hole once I did yeah. one it was like over 200 300k and at that point the money still meant something to me and then we were just selling and we didn't get money but they tweeted oh you will still get it it's just delayed uh, we'll get it afterwards we got the message yeah sorry we lost it here is 10k and uh, it's for everyone who logged in even for the ones that didn't do 200k loot run um so it's fine for a few times and you can handle it. But if that happens too much, people get frustrated. I heard other podcasts that said it's content is destroying service. And they meant with that it's a lot of content they're putting in. Uh, all the world events, um, the shrines, the new mobs. Um, that it's really killing service with crashing. They can't keep up with all the loot that's in the map. If people do big loot holes it can't register everything I, I play so much and I can't remember when the last time was that I saw the Kraken because the Kraken is so um, so heavy on the game that no other world event can be up but no they put so much else in it that I think it's difficult to get a Kraken on a server that will not crash with the combination of all the other mobs and things happening in the server um, yeah. And that's sad because the first session I played ever, after five minutes we got crackened and we were like, holy shit, this game is wild. And then I didn't see a kraken for like six weeks. <laughs> uh, so it hel- the kraken is something special, but I didn't see it for a long time just because I think with server problems and I just hope that they can get that fixed before they bring the big update with adventures and mysteries 
I hope so too. Stuff like this, we it's not only in Sea of Thieves that we can hear that with the server issues and all the server stability that it doesn't work that well. Or you have like loot, like you lose some stuff because you just lost your connection and. It's kind of crazy in which time we live right now, uh, if you think about it. And we're probably also going to speak uh, much more about that also in different games that we're going to have in our podcast. And yeah, I, I hope that all the developers can find a way for our, for us, the players. Because yeah. Um, yeah, the enjoyment is not here if you have servers that are bugging or not stable. It's, it's, it's the sad story about it. <laughs> it's just as you said, it's like in a lot of games and I don't know where that problem is. Is it because yeah. they don't have enough servers? Is it because they're not, the servers are not on the level that the games are and they are just struggling? Doesn't matter how much servers you have. Um, so I don't know because on FIFA we struggle as well uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's every game right now. Let's say it's like 70, 80% of all the games are struggling with it. And CFTs is. CFTs was for a long time very stable and then the last couple of weeks I saw a lot of more complaints just about that part um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah CFTs yeah if you lose all your loot just because of a disconnect it's sometimes it could be frustrating it could be um, yeah uh, I think we, we spoke about all the things that we had on our list actually preview preview video is um really um it was a nice experience to see what they're gonna show us in 2022 um it was also nice to hear your opinion about it as somebody that played the game already 2k hours <laughs> way <laughs> too much <laughs> yeah way too much <laughs> i mean everybody has has their games that you like spend a lot of time in it so it's it's understandable it's okay and it just shows I, how much i enjoy the game and how yes i think yeah. about the game i can go another three hours about bashing the game maybe about the little things but the game in general is just an amazing game and I would just I would recommend the game to a lot of my friends to a lot of people I think would enjoy the game so yeah. I, I'm I'm a big promoter of the game eventually absolutely you are <laughs> <laughs> you also get me back all the time and I have to say That's I'm happy good. that you get me, get me back into the game super immersive and it's nice Okay, so I think it's best to wrap it up. Um, I think we can still handle Sea of Thieves uh, another episode uh, soon. I think so too, yes. Um, but it would be nice to have some more feedback from all the listeners, like if you want to hear something about an opinion of Sea of Thieves or any other game, uh, you can just put it in our Discord um, or just message to us. We would yes. also love, again, feedback on our podcast itself because we worried a little bit on the structure of this one. Um, it could be a little bit better sometimes as well, because <laughs> now we had the structure, but I think we can even more structure <laughs> sometimes. Absolutely. I mean, you learn with mistakes, and well, you, you only get better. You can't I, get worse. <laughs> I really love the feedback that we got uh, from everyone, because it was yeah, not, oh, it was not like, oh, it's shit. It was like, oh, we, we liked it, but this this and this could be better and we would suggest to do this this and this and that's the feedback that i really liked and that's feedback we try to um bring into this episode as well so every feedback for the future always welcome um yes. so uh, 
thank you thank you nico as well uh, for thank going Michael over well. this amazing game and then let's hope we will have an episode again up very soon because this one was late uh, because of uh, the changes in the new world we made um we will talk about that maybe in the next one uh, I believe uh yes yeah so we will try to get on the regular schedule of mondays so it could be that we do an early one next week as well um yeah i, I think um for uh, as, as we said uh if you think the next this one will be out on this monday that will come and for the next week uh we have all the new yep. games coming as Dying Light and Lost Ark that we also can speak in the future. Yep. So I'm looking forward for many new games also. There's a lot of games and a lot of content to be spoken yes. of. So <laughs> thanks for listening. I always want to say watching, but that's just a streaming mishap. In the future, probably also watching. So be ready. Yeah. <laughs> and you can see Nico's face again because he's not showing <laughs> it on stream. Uh, <laughs> face reveal coming. <laughs> face reveal. Let's go. So thank you. Thank you, everyone. And. Hear you guys next week. See you next week. Bye.